Greetings, you're listening to podcast number 132 of Blast the Right. I'm your host, Jack Clark. Great to have you on board. Today, you'll hear one of the mother of all examples of right-wing lying. It's about earmarks, one of John McCain's pet issues. Would it surprise you to learn that? McCain seems a bit confused about the facts, and Palin is clearly outright lying. Plenty of clips of these two esteemed elected officials to keep your blood boiling. Let's get right into it. Sources you'll hear include, and I almost hesitate to list these all, there are so many, maybe the longest list ever. Here goes. The Washington Post, CBS News, CNN, Newsmax.com, MediaMatters.org, The Seattle Times, PolitiFact.com, The New York Times, ThinkProgress.org, CommonDreams.org, The Associated Press, the U.S. Census Bureau, Newsweek, Politico.com, Rasmussen Reports, the Los Angeles Times, the Tax Foundation, and the Wall Street Journal. Listener Alex Kay from Santa Fe wrote in to ask, Are you planning to do some kind of reassuring podcast for those of us who are extremely concerned about the hockey mom as president? I replied that I didn't know if the next show would be reassuring as much as a call to arms. Here are the preliminaries to your call to battle stations. A mantra on Blast the Right is, whatever a right-winger says, the exact opposite is true. You've heard countless examples over the last three years. The Campaign 08 earmark issue provides the perfect illustration. The right-wing is utilizing its entire playbook. Think you already know about the earmark issue? I did. But when I started to do some research, I found myself in a much deeper, almost impenetrable thicket of distortions, half-truths, outright lies, lies about their lies, and assertions of a sequence of events that are impossible. In other words, in right-wing world. This podcast today is about earmarks. Not because they're in and of themselves such an important issue. They're not. They're actually more of a distraction. More on that later. Rather, this is all geared towards giving you the ammo you need to take down any right-wingers you're unfortunate enough to encounter when they bring up earmarks. And providing fight-the-right tools to help you identify and counter right-wing deception on other issues in this campaign season and beyond. First, let's be clear what an earmark is. It's a money request by an elected official for a home state project that's inserted into an often unrelated government spending bill. Some earmarks may be for a valid purpose, many are not. A prime example of the latter, and probably the most famous earmark of all, is the Bridge to Nowhere in Alaska. The Bridge to Nowhere was a multi-hundred million dollar project to replace the ferry service between a tiny Alaskan town, Ketchikan, and the sparsely populated island, Gravina, where the town's airport was located. Here's Governor Sarah Palin at the Republican National Convention. I told the Congress, thanks but no thanks, on that bridge to nowhere. If our state wanted to build a bridge, we were going to build it ourselves. Wow, she's tough on the no earmarks being independent thing. 
So in her prior political activities, she must have been tough as well. Let's take a look. Let's trace Sarah Palin's electoral career. From 1996 to 2002, Palin was the mayor of Wasilla, a small Alaskan town of five to 7,000 people. Certainly, Palin must have disdained getting any earmarks for her town. She and the townspeople, they're red state, proud, independent Alaskans. These rugged individualists, why, they go out and shoot their own moose to make moose burgers out of. Anti-big government. Surely such self-reliant people don't want anything from the evil federal government. Let's take a look at the record. Hmm. Mayor Sarah Palin seems to have sought and received earmarks big time. She actually went so far as to hire a Washington, D.C. lobbying firm to secure earmarks. The firm was run by the former chief of staff to Alaska Republican Senator Ted Stevens. Yes, the one now under indictment in a far-reaching corruption probe. Hired a lobbyist. Palin raked in $27 million in earmarks for Wasilla. The national average per person for earmarks is about $50. Palin got her town $1,000 per person, 20 times the national average. Even before she had secured that amazingly disproportionate amount of federal pork for her tiny town, Palin had written in the margins of a city council memo about federal funds, We did well. I'll say, now, even though Palin plunged full throttle into the earmark game, surely as a conservative, she only requested absolutely necessary projects. Nothing any watchdog could criticize. Well, about that same time, there was a certain senator who was on a crusade against earmarks. And in 2001, for example, he cited as objectionable pork barrel spending some of Palin's very earmarks. Who was that senator, you may be wondering? John McCain. So I guess they sort of crossed paths before, huh? You see the picture that's beginning to be drawn? Okay, Sarah Palin got a ton of earmarks and four objectionable projects to boot, but that was as a small-town mayor. She told the nation, and has since often repeated on the campaign trail, that as governor she stopped the bridge to nowhere. So you can be sure that when she ran for governor, she campaigned against it. At the time, it had already been the subject of national ridicule as a wasteful boondoggle. Let's see. In a debate, Palin pledged to fight for the earmark for the bridge. Here's literally what she said during an October 2006 campaign stop in the bridge-to-nowhere town of Ketchikan, which is in the southeast part of the state. Quote, Part of my agenda is making sure that southeast is heard, that your projects are important, that we go to bat for southeast when we're up against federal influences that aren't in the best interest of southeast. We need to come to the defense of Southeast Alaska when proposals are on the table like the bridge and not allow the spinmeisters to turn this project or any other into something that's so negative. Close quote. The leader of those spinmeisters was, of course, John McCain. Does it sound to you like Palin opposed the bridge? Not to me either. Up next. 
more on the bridge to nowhere, and Palin's ever more curious relationships to earmarks once she actually became governor. Your one-minute voting report. We're up around 5,000 subscribers now, thanks to you writing those five-star reviews on iTunes. Keep them coming. Listeners are posting how Blast the Right Info is letting them shut down right-wingers. I like the way Abraham put it in his five-star review. I played Blast the Right for a right-winger I know. It was like that scene in Scanners when that dude's head blew up. If you haven't yet written a five-star review, how about it? Putting Blast the Right high on the iTunes charts means many more people will check out the progressive word. You only need to do it once. Your review stays up there forever. And you'll be countering those right-wing one-star sabotage reviews. Over at Podcast Alley, we're at number 7. Voting starts anew there each month, so if you haven't already voted, you can go on over there now and do so. Takes two seconds. Thanks. Okay, here's an interesting wrinkle. A year before Palin took office as governor, Congress had killed the specific earmark for the bridge to nowhere. Congress told Alaska that it could still have the money and spend it however it wanted. Now, listen to Palin again. I told the Congress, thanks but no thanks on that bridge to nowhere. If our state wanted to build a bridge, We were going to build it ourselves. How do right-wingers fit so many lies into so few words? She makes it sound like she refused money from Congress for a bad project that Congress was trying to foist on her. When in reality, she had supported the project. And Palin couldn't have told Congress no thanks. Before she was elected governor, Congress had already told her state no thanks. We don't want to be associated with directing funding towards this boondoggle. And as far as we'll build it ourselves, Governor Palin kept all the money. She did eventually discard the Bridge to Nowhere project as its costs ballooned and the ridicule didn't stop, but only, as you've just heard, after vigorously supporting it and keeping the federal government money anyway. She took the federal money and just used it for other things. I love the way author and columnist Joe Coninson put it, quote, Two years ago, she portrayed herself as a straight-talking populist who supported the Ketchikan Bridge. Now, she portrays herself as a straight-talking populist who stopped the same bridge. Close quote. So far, you've seen that as a small-town mayor and gubernatorial candidate, Sarah Palin was a big, big fan of airmarks, including some real bad ones. But surely, once she became governor, she fell into line and joined the anti-earmark crusade. That's certainly what she's been claiming. She told Charlie Gibson in her ABC News interview, The abuse of earmarks, it's it's un-American, it's undemocratic, and it's not going to be accepted in a McCain-Palin administration. Earmark abuse will stop. Sorry, I can't tell you that her actions match her words. 
An indication of the truth might be that Palin hasn't yet even stopped a second bridge to nowhere in her own Wasilla hometown region. This one was also condemned by McCain back in the day. But so far, Palin has only ordered a review of the project. The cold hard truth is, Sarah Palin is actually the pork barrel queen of all governors. Her current request is for $197 million in earmarks. This is more per person than any other state in the nation. Among her requested earmarks are devising ways to improve recreational halibut fishing and, quote, studying the mating habits of crabs and the DNA of harbor seals, close quote. This very year in a newspaper column, Palin wrote that, quote, the federal budget in its various manifestations is incredibly important to us and congressional earmarks are one aspect of this relationship, close quote. Undemocratic and un-American, she calls them, yet Sarah Palin is the biggest abuser of earmarks of all. If you come away from this podcast with one fact today, let it be this. Palin is number one in the nation in per capita pork barrel requests. You can ask your friendly local right-winger what he or she thinks about that. Now, if you're a long-time listener... You know I like to analyze how right-wingers try to spin whatever issue we're talking about. To paraphrase the wolf to Little Red Riding Hood, all the better to sharpen your analytical skills, my dear. So, let me tell you how Palin and the McCain campaign and other right-wingers are trying to spin this unflattering fact that she's the pork barrel queen of the nation, which of course flies in the face of the claimed reform nature of the GOP ticket. First, by exaggeration, tripling her supposed earmark reduction rate. Palin bragged to a local newspaper that she had cut Alaska's request for earmarks by nearly two-thirds, from $550 million to that $197 million figure. Oops, turned out the prior year was only $254 million, so her reduction was about one-fifth, not two-thirds. Caught in her lie... Palin's office said they would have to look into the discrepancy. Now, Palin has indeed cut Alaska's earmark requests by over 20% each of her first two years in office. Problem is, she's still number one in the nation. She told Charlie Gibson, We have drastically, drastically reduced our earmark requests since I came into office. This is what I've been telling Alaskans for these years that I've been in office is no more. Call me a stickler for details, but drastically, drastically, and no more means you end the practice. But she's still number one in the nation. Here are some more real doozies of spin. One McCain spokesman said, in effect, that Palin's prior experience as an abuser of the process is why she now knows that earmarks must be stopped. She was, quote, disgusted that her small town had to depend on earmarks, and this, quote, was one of the formative experiences that led her toward the reform-oriented stance that she has taken as her career has progressed, close quote. Yeah, she was so disgusted by it, she jumped right in and became the best one of all at it, not just as a small town mayor, but continuing to the present day as governor. Senator Lindsey Graham became even more graphic, 
likening Palin's transformation to that undergone by John McCain after being tarnished in the Keating 5 corruption scandal. Ouch! With friends like this, John McCain doesn't need any enemies. Up next, more right-wing spin, including trying to make out Obama as the worst steermark abuser. In my line of work, you got to keep repeating things over and over and over again to kind of catapult the propaganda. Catapult the propaganda. Catapult the propaganda. Chief Weapons Inspector Charles Dolphers now issued a comprehensive report that confirms the earlier conclusion of David Kay that Iraq did not have the weapons that our intelligence believed were there. Um, you may enjoy listening to these further attempts by the right wing to spin away Palin's queen of pork credentials. South Carolina Republican Senator Jim DeMint was amazingly got everything backwards in his spin. He claimed that Palin, quote, is one of the strongest anti-earmark governors in America. If more governors around the country would do what she's done, we'd be much closer to fixing our nation's fiscal problems than we are. Close quote. Huh? If every governor requested earmarks at the rate Sarah Palin does, earmark requests would soar into the stratosphere. The award for lying, however, goes to John McCain. Not for merely claiming that Sarah Palin has, quote, learn that earmarks are bad, close quote. No, it's for claiming on the television program The View that Sarah Palin has requested no earmarks as governor. He's in an exchange with Barbara Walters. To reform the government. Because Who that's is what she she's done. That's what she's done. Who is, but you chose it just to reform. Party, the Democrat Party, even an independent, she'll reform all of Washington. Just How? like she did by doing what she did in what? Alaska. What is she going to reform specifically well, first of all, earmark spending, which she vetoed a half a billion dollars worth in the state of Alaska. She also, uh, she also yeah, took uh, some uh, earmark spending. Uh, no, uh, not as governor she didn't. She, uh, she vetoed. Uh, well, look, uh, the fact is that she was a reform governor. A McCain campaign spokesman said that, quote, if he gave viewers a mistaken impression, it certainly wasn't intentional. Close quote. Oh, he just doesn't know what's going on? I said earlier, if you come away with one fact today, let it be that Sarah Palin is number one in pork barrel requests per capita of all governors. If you come away with two facts, add this, that John McCain seems oblivious to that. Surely, with as sad and embarrassing a record on earmarks as Sarah Palin has, you'd think she and McCain would hesitate before criticizing others about earmarks. You'd think wrong. Listen to McCain recently. Here's an interesting fact. Governor Palin just mentioned she vetoed a half a billion dollars in earmark pork barrel spending, and Senator Obama asked for nearly a billion dollars in pork barrel earmark spending. $932 million, almost a million dollars for every single day he was in the United States Senate. It's remarkable. The cold, hard numbers make a mockery of what McCain said. First of all, Obama state, Illinois, has about 13 million people. Alaska has 670,000. You do the math. Okay, 
I'll do it for you. What that means is Sarah Palin's earmark request as governor averaged $330 per Alaskan each year. Obama's average $18 per Illinois resident each year. $330 Palin and $18 Obama. And McCain condemns Obama? Is McCain just confused again? Second, for the next fiscal year, Obama has requested no earmarks. Zero, nada, zilch. Is Palin going to match that? Indeed, along these lines, McCain, back in March, called upon Obama and Hillary Clinton, who was still a candidate at the time, he called on them to ask for unspent earmark money to be returned to the Treasury. They've uh, requested earmarks and they have used earmarks and some of them in a manner that I don't think the taxpayers would uh, at all approve of. And in both cases, it's hundreds of millions of dollars of taxpayers' dollars that are absolutely outrageously wasted. Would you still like to I think they should ask that those earmarks that they asked for and obtained, the money hasn't been spent yet, ask them to turn that money back to the Treasury. I call on them to say, hey, don't spend that money because they're earmarks, they didn't go through a proper process, and uh, the taxpayers can't afford it. Okay, John McCain, why don't you ask that of Sarah Palin? Return all unspent Alaska earmarks and pledge no more earmark requests, just like Obama. Now, you should watch out for a cute trick. Palin has started talking about earmark abuse. Sort of, some earmarks are okay. No, McCain has made it clear no earmarks are okay, even if he hasn't applied that standard to Palin. Quote, if they're worthy projects, they can be authorized and appropriated in a New York minute, he explained on his campaign bus earlier this year, before Governor Palin joined the ticket. If they're worthy projects, I know they'd be funded. Close quote. Coming right up, in the last segment, you'll hear me expand the frame to encompass the entire 08 campaign. Let's expand the frame a bit with a couple of brief but important points. I said at the top of the show that I thought earmarks were essentially a distraction issue. That's because the best estimate of total earmark spending is $20 billion a year. The federal budget is $3.1 trillion. Earmarks are less than 1% of the federal budget. Yet McCain goes around making crazy statements. He's blamed earmarks for high food and gasoline prices and the trouble people have making mortgage payments. How moronic. Less than 1% of the federal budget is causing all those problems. McCain has even claimed he can save $100 billion a year by eliminating earmarks. Where he gets that number from, nobody knows. Next point. This earmark issue 
calls into question McCain's mental processes. He's been railing against earmarks for years, yet he picked as his running mate the worst earmark abuser in the entire country. And McCain doesn't even seem to know it. How can you reform Washington if you can't even reform your own running mate? Is McCain going to pick someone he thinks espouses one policy, perhaps in a life and death issue, a war and peace situation, only to find out the opposite is true? Another important point. Each year, the nonpartisan tax foundation computes how much money each state sends to Washington and how much it receives. Can you guess what I'm going to say? For every dollar Alaska sends to Washington, it gets a dollar and 84 cents back. It's the number three taker state in the country. And that's even though it's flush with oil money and has no state income tax or sales tax to burden its citizens. And check this out. Nine out of the top ten taker states are red states. And seven out of the top ten giver states are blue states. For example... For every dollar that the evil liberal states of Massachusetts, New York, and California send to D.C., they get back only about 80 cents, subsidizing Alaska and the other red states. As a New York Times op-ed put it, quote, Voters in red states like Idaho, Montana, and Wyoming are some of the country's fiercest critics of government, yet they're also among the biggest recipients of federal largesse. Meanwhile, Democratic voters in the coastal blue states, the ones who are often portrayed as shiftless moochers, are left to carry the load. Close quote. The right wing screams about welfare. I get letters from right wingers about it all the time. Yet, they're the true welfare kings and queens big time on a multi tens or hundreds of billions of dollars scale. Led by Sarah Palin, Empress of Earmarks. A final brief point. This earmark issue exemplifies the current political climate where lying seems to be okay. Longtime political analyst Charlie Cook, quote, We've created a system where there's not a lot of shame in stretching the truth. Close quote. John Fury, Republican strategist, quote, The more the New York Times and the Washington Post go after Sarah Palin, the better off she is because there's a bigger truth out there, and the bigger truths are that she's new, she's popular in Alaska, and she's an insurgent. As long as those are out there, these little facts don't really matter. Close quote. Facts don't really matter. Wow. Unfortunately, theory may be correct. Let's sum up. Palin's a phony, a liar, not what she says she is. In other words, a right-winger. She turns out to be just another in a long line of right-wing liars and hypocrites. Liars and hypocrites who proclaim their own rugged individualism, espouse a philosophy of personal responsibility. But at the drop of a hat, will run to gobble up those earmark welfare payments and take far more from the federal treasury than they put in. Personal responsibility? I guess it's my personal responsibility to pay for Alaskans to figure out how to improve their recreational halibut fishing. But... Does the public know about all this? No. You've heard me point out a million times that Obama's tax plan only raises taxes on those making more than $250,000 a year. That's the richest 3% of the population. Yet, 
In a recent poll, 51% of voters said Obama would raise their taxes. This is similar to what I imagine to be the public's being unaware of the real story about Palin and earmarks, not to mention a million other issues about the McCain-Palin ticket. If the public holds views at variance with the facts, where else can they have gotten those erroneous views other than from watching and listening to the corporate-owned media? You and I have a lot of educating and other work to do in the next several weeks. Volunteer to phone bank. Volunteer to register voters. Volunteer to poll watch. Just voting won't be enough this year. To your battle stations. Move it on out. Well, that'll about wrap it up for today. If you like what you heard, please tell a friend. Tell ten friends about Blast the Right. Vote for Blast the Right at Podcast Alley. And, of course, write a five-star review for Blast the Right in the iTunes Music Store. A special shout-out to you if you're listening on Live 365 or Red Dragon 365. Great to have you on board. Why don't you come over to the podcast homepage, subscribe for free, and then you can download and listen to any episode of the podcast anytime you want. You get to the podcast homepage by typing in Blast the Right in Google, and I'm the first result. I have some ideas for anti-McCain commercials. If you have the audiovisual chops to create an ad from my script, please contact me. Thank you, Ellen in Kansas City and Richard from Illinois, for help with this week's show. Thank you, Cliff from San Diego, for insights into the preferred pronunciation of the word mantra. And if you called in from Escondido to volunteer, please send me an email so I can write back to you. Music credits. The break music was L.A. Nightmare by 22 Caliber, Not the One Blues by Bernsheet Thornside, Catapult the Propaganda by Nye's Music, and One Big Union by Matthew Grimm and the Red Smear. We'll close on an uplifting note with a little bit of Taking My Country Back by Honky Tonkers for Truth. Links to all the music I play on Blast the Right can be found on my music resources page. Links to all the statistics and quotations I use can be found on my data resources page. I'm also now posting transcripts of each show. I love getting all your email. Please continue to send your comments to rational at roadrunner.com. You can also call and leave a comment for me to play on Blast the Right. Just dial 310-933-5891 and leave your message. You can also leave a message on Skype. My Skype name is Jack from Blast the Right. So, until next time, I'll sign off and say I love you all, including all you right-wing misguided souls. Now you don't know my name, but you know who I am. I'm your everyday work hard, play hard, raise kids and pray hard, common man. And Lord knows I love this land. That's why I'm taking my country back. Son, you ain't been doing her right. Oh, I've been watching you. Don't like how you've been treating